Hello, wonderful followers. Welcome to Totem Talks. I'm Helen Fruin. I'm Mark Smith. And today we are talking about influencing. Ooh. 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 Who are we influencing? Well, who do you want to influence, really? Probably the most questions that I get on workshops and in coaching are about influencing my teams, my direct reports. That tends to be more performance management. Influencing upwards. Influencing my manager, influencing the senior leaders. That's the most common one. Influencing my wife to let me buy another car. I'd put, I'd put that on a list as well. I'm sure. I mean, will. I'm sure all of these things are relevant to influencing mm-hmm. to get what you want, basically. <laughs> exactly. And what I want is another car, listeners. <laughs> if anyone's got one to donate to the cause, please <laughs> get in touch. I'll take it off your hands. Um, okay, cool. So influencing, uh, I think in the preamble to this, we did talk about the four steps to influencing. Yes. Which caught me out a little bit because I have not heard of the four steps of influencing. And Ooh. I thought I was relatively well read mm-hmm. so teach me oh wise one. Oh wise one well a bit of a backstory these four steps to influencing come from the fbi hostage negotiation team okay okay uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're not just going to talk about influencing your boss we're going to talk about hostage negotiation okay wow okay. This, this podcast to left real quick there we it? go wow. okay, we like good. it when it does right so the backstory to this is that when you used to have a hostage negotiation situation mm-hmm. well it wasn't even called that when you had a hostage situation mm-hmm. the fbi would run in all guns blazing mm-hmm. and basically everybody would die Yes. So the hostage would die. <laughs> the hostage taker would die. The hostage taker would die. FBI Every... people would die. Right. Right. Okay. So it doesn't take long for you to say this isn't working very well. Maybe we should try success something rate low, different. But so, it looks cool on telly though. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so they the FBI started talking to negotiation experts and looking at starting a hostage negotiation thing, which is also a good movie. Oh, oh yes, The Negotiator is a very good very movie. Very good movie, yeah. Yep. High five. Other movies are available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they found that this was much more successful. The death really? rate dropped to zero or very low. Wow. And uh, that was all very good. So what did they learn? What did they learn? What did they discover about how to negotiate with a terrorist? Hmm. They learned that going in with what am I going to say? How am I going to influence this person? How am I going to persuade this person? Is the surefire way to fail. Ah, no way. Mm -hmm. So I can't believe this. Pre-planning what you're going to say did not work. Mm -hmm. Well, that seems counterintuitive. Not that we shouldn't pre-plan what we want to say, but that spending time at the beginning listening and understanding what the other person wants Mm. is the prerequisite to then planning what you want to say to influence them. Okay. I cannot influence you based on what I want. I need to influence you based on what you want. That sounds understandable. In fact, I have a workable example. Shoot. I have a friend who is equally into cars. Mm -hmm. And when he's influencing his wife to let him buy another one, he talks to her about miles to the gallon Mm -hmm. and tax, yearly tax rates. Mm -hmm. He doesn't talk about number of cylinders or not to 60. Because she's interested in Because she's interested. Uh, two dots have been connected listeners there wow. we go mm. so when you want to influence your manager your senior directors instead of sitting at home thinking 
how can I tell them that my way's right? I need to plan out what I want to say because I'm right and they're wrong and I need to convince them. What are they interested in? Mm. What do they want? So the four steps, just because we've mentioned them, I should probably explain what they are. Mm, please. Uh, the four steps are listen, empathy, rapport, influence. That does sound like the dodgeball of American, American Dodgeball <laughs> Association of America right there. Go on, go on then. I, I am interested in rapport, actually. I'm, I'm, but anyway, sorry. So it's about building up to influencing as opposed to, as I say, the, the general assumption is that to influence, you start with, oh, what am I going to say? Well, that, that's step four in the process. Start with listening. Mm. tell me about you what are you interested in what are your priorities so let me if i if i run at the same time an example about hostage negotiation an example about talking to senior leaders so with a hostage situation tell me what you want tell me what's going on tell me tell me what you're looking for what 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 are you looking for out of this situation with senior leaders what's on your agenda What's on the business plan? What's the strategy? What's concerning you at the moment? Mm. You are asking questions and listening. Mm -hmm. Step one. Step two is empathy. Empathy, different to sympathy. Sympathy is like, oh, poor you. There, there. Let me fix it for you. Let me just, I'll just take that problem away from you and, and fix it for you. We don't want sympathy. Often we feel patronized with sympathy. We want empathy. That means understanding. We want the other person to go, ah, oh, you get me. So hostage situation, what can you find that you can relate to? Now you might say, well, I can't possibly relate to a terrorist, how ridiculous. But if the person there is holding up a bank and got hostages in the bank because they're saying the world is unfair, banks have taken all of our money, governments are taxing us unfairly, the government seems uh, corrupt, there's probably something in there that you can relate to. Mm. And say, yeah, sometimes I feel like the banks are all out to get us. Or sometimes I feel like the government's corrupt. There's something in there that you can relate to. Or even just play back that you understand. Absolutely, yeah. So playing back, I've understood this. So in a business setting, your senior leaders are saying, well, we're concerned about market changes. Uh, for me personally, it's all about budget control. Or for me personally, it's all about customers and how we delight customers and anticipate their needs before they even know what they are. Okay, so that's what's important to you. Mm. And I can relate to that as well. I can see that that's important. Or let me play back to you what I've understood is really important to you. So empathy is a bit of the, the kind of playing back and sharing understanding. Yeah, and I think I've seen an example of that in the outside of work world. Mm. Uh, a friend of ours works in a soup kitchen. Unfortunately, she's tripped up one day and smashed her teeth <laughs> on a curb. And she didn't have time to go to a dentist to get them fixed. She went to the soup kitchen, she did some work and she found that a lot more people engaged with her a lot more deeply because they noticed uh, that her teeth were very similar to their teeth. And it's and she, she never got them fixed in the end because she realized that actually it was just, it was a very simple tool to just show people that she's a, a bit more like them. And she understands what, actually how difficult it is to eat food and how embarrassed you might be about your teeth and all of these different things. It really helped her to build a, to stop build, give her permission to start building that rapport with people, which is the next step. It is. And indeed, that is a brilliant example of rapport because the difference between empathy and rapport, empathy is saying, you get me mm. or I get you. Rapport is saying, 
I'm one of you, Mm. you're one of us, we're the same in some way. So as you say, with that example, you know, by having teeth, you're like, oh, your teeth look like mine. Perhaps we've got more in common than I thought. Mm. Um, so again, sort of going from the empathy of, I understand what you're saying about feeling let down by the government mm. to then saying, and actually I'm with you. Yeah, I tell you when I got really upset about blah, blah, blah. And now I'm building rapport because I'm saying I'm just like you. Or I might notice that you're wearing a football shirt and start talking to you about how I like football and so I'm finding something to build rapport with, something to connect with you on, because every pair of human beings has something in common. Mm. We've just got to find it. Got to find it. Yeah. So you senior leaders, what do you have in common with your senior leaders? Maybe it's personal. Maybe it's that they have a family. Maybe it's that they enjoy cars or motorbikes or whatever it might be. Or maybe you totally share their utter drive and passion to anticipate customer needs or beat out the competition in the market whatever it is that you can identify with and say you and I are the same in some way Mm. as you say with your example with the soup kitchen it earned her the right to start to build rapport and that earned her the right to do other things to have more conversations with them about their homeless situation what they could do about it we earn the right Mm. to influence when we've listened when we've demonstrated understanding and when we've then built rapport. And that's why influence is only step four of the process. Yeah. One, because you've earned the right. And two, because now you know how to influence. Back to your example with MPG and tax yeah, yeah, and things like yeah. that. I only know how to influence yeah. you in that way if I've done those three things. Uh, another example of linking, um, building rapport with a senior stakeholder for me was when uh, both me and my boss's boss's boss, um, I think at the time, realized that both of our successors were tied to one another in a fairly painful way. Mm. Um, at the time, I was running a little factory and he was it was his first post posting as CEO and his performance pay was linked to the performance of the factory. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden he was he had a very invested interest in me and i had a and because i was i was keen to not be on that salary forever i had a very vested interest in um in getting to know him too and it was it was rather peculiar because i wasn't his direct report mm-hmm. technically but we had more conflabs there was a very long walk from the big roller shutter door to the offices where all of the office people sat and we would have a coffee and stroll in the morning after a little cigarette and uh, we would have a a lengthy chat about what needed to get done that day, that week, that month. And um, that was actually, that five minute stroll was a very good place for me to influence him and to just not necessarily raise um, concerns or questions, but to just say, I would be making 20% more machines this month if I had this tool or if I had this member of staff or, you know, would we thought about it in this kind of way. And it was, a very good space mm-hmm. um so yeah realize and notice that language i could make 20 percent more if you gave me this yeah so what you're doing is saying what interests him first yeah yeah and then saying what you need mm. what we often do in negotiation is um get things the wrong way around so you know i mean you could argue that the better negotiation tool would be to say if you give me this tool, I will give you 20% better results. 
Because if you say, I can give you 20% better results, great, I'll have them. Mm. Oh, no, no, if you give me this tool. But actually for getting him to pay attention to what you're saying. He catches interest. Exactly. Yeah. If I hear you moaning about you need a new tool, I'm like, oh, you just want to spend my money. Mm. If I hear you say I can get 20% better results, my interest is peaked. I want to know how. Mm. And so there is something very interesting about thinking, how do you, again, back to your example with the friend who likes to buy cars. If I'm going to say to my wife, do you know we could get better MPG and we could get this and, and do these eco-friendly things if we buy this car, you're piquing their interest. You're getting them on board. Mm. Short and sharp. Yeah. Practical steps to influencing. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Well, in theory, that could be over there. It is over there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, however, we do have another another section of, uh, of of Helen's book pimping to do. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Always absolutely. promoting oh, the book. We've got to promote the book. Otherwise, what are we doing? Come <laughs> on. Uh, and also, just to put it on our radar, next podcast, although technically it's not in December, is going to be our last podcast for the year. We are going to be taking a little break, as always, over the Christmas period. And uh, it just so happens that it falls on November the 28th. So Can we, can we like, get Santa hats or something, even though it's November? That's such an awesome idea. You're the best. <laughs> um, but Helen's book. Yes. It's 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 definitely with the publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am currently in a little bit of a panic about HelenFruin.com, which I believe if you visit there, it should be working. If it's not working, please get in touch. <laughs> Send some feedback. <laughs> Send some feedback and I shall panic some more. Um, <laughs> We're heading for an early December launch. So yes, all is uh, well underway. Uh, the title of the book is Better Than Confidence, The Thinking Tools You Need to Get the Results You Want. And indeed, one of the thinking tools, uh, one of the chapters in the book is all about difficult conversations and better influencing. So there you go. There's my plug for the book linked to today's podcast. Perfect. You're so professional. It's outrageous. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks time. In the meantime, have a very productive, safe, happy, influential, whatever mm-hmm. it is you're doing, a few weeks and we shall speak to you soon. Thank you.